0: Eat, drink, chat with Soho
1: House. Hello and welcome to Eat, Drink, Chat with Soho House. I'm Jonathan Heath, your host for this London instalment. Join me for a day of breakfast, coffee, lunch, cocktails, dinner and room service, where each meal I'm joined by different guests from the forefront of film, music, art, fashion and beyond all coming to you from Soho Houses across London. Here we are, Soho House, Y City, and it's time to decompress a bit and um, have a bit of a stimulating conversation. In this episode, I'm kicking off the evening over cocktails with British sculptor Thomas J. Price. Thomas hails from South London. He first came to prominence in 2001 with a piece called Lick's. For which he literally licked the white walls of a gallery with what would soon become his bleeding tongue. Since then, he's turned classical sculpture on its head, posing questions about our responses to what we see. Look at this gorgeous, lovely space. Having a little early evening tipple, I think. Hello there. Hey.
0: How are you doing? Hey there. <laughs> I'm Thomas. Hello,
1: Thomas. Hello, yeah. I'm Jonathan. Me, Jonathan. Nice to meet you. You too. I'm going stuff down if I may. How are you doing? I'm how's, good. How's your
0: day? It's been good. it been yeah. a nice studio day. Very Can't complain nice. about the weather. Yeah. Sandra, you know? Where's your studio? It's in Deptford. Okay. Sunny, sunny Deptford, okay, South cool. London.
1: Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Do you drop into Sew Houses? I do, that? do yeah. You? I mean, yeah. I know
0: lots of people who are members, and okay. um, there's always kind of cool events going on. Sew so yeah. Houses. And I'm I recently went to Berlin for the first time. and As a a London-based artist, that's crazy, (laughs) especially at this age. But um, that was a really good one. How is Berlin now? Well, for me, it's still like a kind of a a haven in terms of being an artist. You can get studio spaces there. It's so much more affordable than London. It's got infrastructure. But obviously, if you're a Berliner or you were there more than 10 years ago, it's changed unrecognisably and it's all been gentrified. But comparatively, really, it's still... I would say very viable. Yeah, I mean, I've been really lucky that I've always kind of had studios via studio companies who are normally charity-based, and so they actually provide affordable studio spaces in London where people live and where you actually can get to. Right. Do you know I mean? oh, there we go. Um, Aha. You go. <laughs> Hello. How are you, very good. How are you? Very good. Would you like to order anything? Yeah, Thomas, I'm going to get it. What time is it? Okay, it's we'll think, time. It's five we, o'clock somewhere. I'll get an old fashioned if I can Ooh, nice. uh, with a rye based. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Very good. I'm going to get a Negroni, please.
0: Thank you, guys. All right. Thank
1: you. Thank you. So you've been supported by...
0: I mean, I mean, the studio company I'm with at the moment, Acme, are fantastic. I think they've been around since the 70s, like okay. mid-70s. Wow, fantastic. I mean, they really know their stuff. They look after the artists. This is not an advert for them. This no, no, It's no. just well, like a, you it, know, recognition. It sounds like it should be. Yeah, but they, I mean, because I think it's so important. Yeah. As, you know, London was based around its creative industries. You know, financial but also the creative industries. That's what we've exported throughout the world. That's what we get a lot of our, our money through. And I just feel that at the moment... It's sort of London, particularly, has turned its back slightly on
1: on, the creative, industries. on the creative
0: industry. Creative I don't, know, you know, I don't want to be too sort of far-reaching it, but I really think that it's turned its back on the the, the nurturing
1: yeah.
0: element of it, the nurturing yeah. phase. Yeah. And so, if you're, you know, big established, you know, let's talk about the finance. If you're big established, like YBA, right, you've already brought your space in Shoreditch or something. You know, yeah. you're, you're you're good. But if you're if you're aspiring or you're coming up, you've, you've studied and you know, say you've just come out of college. Yeah. Where are you going to go? The sort of the attitude is well you're creative you'll find a way right which is ridiculous you know yeah, because yeah. that's not how it happened for the people who are now established and doing very well no not at all no you know as, as someone who's sort of i'm not sure what part of the career i'm in like I'm in as well. <laughs> uh, early is it early career now? To, you know, I, I'll get, yeah. um but you know i'm really lucky to have the space that i do yeah and i've got it just in time right you know but you know That lease is coming up, you know, flats will be coming in. And so, where do sculptors, where do painters, where do we all go to?
1: Yeah. So, what's happening now? I know you have some exhibitions currently happening, is that
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We've got one on right now in London. Yeah. um, Which is at Somerset House, which is called Get Up, Stand Up Now. Um, Curated by Zach Overy, he's a fantastic artist and curator. Right. Oh, thank you. Look at this. Thank you very much. Yeah, you have been really fantastic. Well, that green looks good, actually. Thanks so Thank so much. You. We are. Which I think I should cheers you on
1: this oh,
0: absolutely, one.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Very good to meet you. Cheers Thomas. Very nice. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is good. No? that's good. Oh, you feel like, have you had a stressful day? I, heard,
0: I, I had a stressful day. <laughs> I, I have had a stressful day. I promised what? myself I wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <No, really? laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get on to that at the end. Yeah, we can rant about it at the end. Yeah. Some days are just testing.
0: Yeah, itself, yeah. So it's uh, I yeah, it's um, it is part of the process. You know, you got to use that energy. I think just to sound a bit hippie for a moment, but no, no, no. I think I... you have got to channel it right; otherwise, it will just blow everything apart. Yeah, for sure. And uh, <laughs> um, I'm anyway, I'm channeling. I'm channeling. Channel, channel, channel. Yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Tell me, channel it into tell me about the the the, um, the work at Somerset House. Just the tell Somerset me a bit House about is, that.
0: Um, yeah, get up, stand up now, and it's sort of it's almost like a salon hang, and it looks actually at kind of the black uh, diaspora. Artists in the UK mm. around this fulcrum of um, the the director uh, Horace Over, who's a fantastically important uh, director, and then I'm very excited about another show I got, which is my first solo show in Canada. Great, which is in Toronto at the Power Plant, um, and it's a collection of different sculptures from throughout my career, basically. So a retrospective. It's like a, it's okay. like a mini retrospective, okay, cool. yeah. I feel a bit worried You know, when you get retrospective when you're It's the legend slot at Glastonbury. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, like, is that me? I'm over now. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I'm really excited because, yeah, it brings together some the, the works from the first show, which is called Angel Town, and these are like um, two-foot-high bronze figures on antique plinths. Uh, that's inside the gallery space. And then some photography work I do. And then outside we got... Um, a brand-new piece, which I've seen for the first time when it was actually installed there, um, called uh, Cover-Up, premises The Reveal, which mm. is a, a nine-foot bronze figure of a man in a, a tracksuit, a hooded tracksuit, with his hand sort of up towards his, his hood. Um, yeah, it's trying to work with ambiguity, but also in terms of how we recognise archetypes in society. Mm. And I've also got the, the Newman heads, these large aluminium heads on marble plinths, which were in Sculpture City 2018 mm. in London, um, and then they shipped straight off from there, to, to Toronto so it's you know it's, it's been an exciting time do you
1: still get nervous about how the critics will react how mm. the audience will react you know I guess the environment is quite an important yeah. part of sculpture and, and how that finish completes the, yeah. what you were working in, in a white studio or whatever you're working in Does that all a <laughs> <start>, messy
0: studio <laughs> <laughs> or a messy <laughs>
1: studio yeah. um, I guess you don't know until it's all set up that mm. really if it's going to work or not
0: yeah I think that anxiety of, of uh, exhibiting work I mean I got used to showing work Even back when I was studying, Um, but I think I'm such a hard sort of critic on my own stuff that by the time I've got through all my own anxieties of even letting other people see the work, um, I'm I'm kind of good to go.
1: Right, you're you're ready for 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 it to be kind of to go out to the world and to be
0: yeah, and you've got to trust it absolutely. And I think criticism isn't a bad thing if that's because if that's engagement, yeah. You know, it depends on if someone's just got it in for you. Yeah. But I'm really... I try and make work about stuff I actually care about and okay. things that I really... Because it's a lot of time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's a lot of energy. And I think to make work which is doing something, mm. um, for me, you know, to addressing these social elements now, I, I sort of um, gently drifted towards that, that element, or I was pulled towards that sort of area of, of subject matter in terms mm. of race and social... Mm. Um, interactions
1: so I want to ask you so I, I guess I write for a living as mm. a journalist um, yeah, uh, so it's very easy for me to write about how I'm feeling or how I uh, mm. the subjects I want to talk to the, the reader about I can, I can do that yep. how is a, as an artist mm. the, the ability to be able to convey those ideas the, the issues to do with race with social injustice with inequality how, yeah. how why did you feel that you, can, you could do that like how did that happen
0: I've always tried to work with what's the most effective means of communication.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, I think there's a certain level of audience anxiety yeah. when it comes to fine art. Um, and so when I started to make work which looked like people, mm. you know, it was a very conscious decision mm. to try and engage people directly, right. to draw them towards ideas, draw them towards issues which they would perhaps not want to engage with mm. you know they're able to judge it based on a value system that they're familiar with yeah, yeah. as opposed to some works which i still enjoy but which perhaps talk more to the art historian mm-hmm. or the you know someone who's who's done six years six years art school <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> could have been a dentist um i think the worst thing is when someone just walks past First, right. anything. You know, if you're, if you're in a... You're, you've gone to a show or you're in a museum or I don't, anywhere you are and people just sort of whiz by, looking at their phone, taking yeah. the picture for the gram, you know. <laughs> and it's... Because that's a different mindset. That's yeah. not about engagement. That's about no. ticking boxes. Yeah. And I think... So even if someone slates the work, mm. you know, or says, well, that's not art mm. kind of thing, well, mm. that's brilliant because it means that they have an understanding of what art is mm. and you're sort of encouraging them to engage with that.
1: Yeah. So, let's go back and, and try and understand why you're an artist. How did that happen? Because I can't do numbers and I didn't become a banker. <laughs> why did that happen? Mm. Why, why are you not a dentist, as you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. Why, why have you followed this?
0: It's a horrible cliche and I'm ashamed of it, but I was <laughs> literally sort of drawn to it. I did try and be everything else. Really? So, when I was uh, much younger, um, I wanted to study to become a physiotherapist. okay. Um, I, you know, I just loved how the body worked and I was very into sports mm-hmm. I thought about joining the Royal Marines when I was 18 okay. funny yeah I, I mean I really did I sent off for the stuff but I never took the um, entrance or anything like that
1: but what I mean you don't have to, this doesn't have to be anything you're ashamed of I mean it's like you almost say that very defensively in so much as like
0: yeah. oh, I, I think a lot of people talk about doing stuff um, okay. and it's quite a Serious endeavor, but I mean yeah. my mum my, my was really not happy with the idea of me doing it right and so I said okay I'll, 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 I'll try an art foundation um, at Camberwell, okay. um, which was near where I lived uh, And then I went to Chelsea when it was uh, actually in Chelsea did sculpture okay. when they had the sculpture course Yeah, which was fantastic and then I went to the Royal College.
1: So um, let's I guess skip forward a, a bit it's always interesting to think about the the, the young British artists and whether where, where that falls with yeah. you in terms of <laughs> yeah. whether, whether they inspired you, yeah. were not really relevant to you, you whether you were, were part of it or kind of on the sideline of it or jealous of it or yeah, enraged I was by after it. it.
0: I think. Yeah. I mean, they they being the YBAs were like a fantastic brand ambassador yeah. for creative UK or what you know. Like yeah. they they made artist inverted commas actually seemed like a viable career option yeah which i don't think was was on many people's minds yeah. particularly unless you were coming from a very wealthy background it was a sort of um uh, you know anyone could do it and you had people from different walks of lives you know you had working class people yeah. making a lot of money and also but doing exciting things mm. i think uh someone like damien hurst yeah, you know, whatever sort of um, criticism he gets now. Yeah, I think you cannot take away the sort of the importance of of, of, of him.
1: I mean, he took art to to people that would never have seen yeah. art, and and kind of you know, I remember going around that sensation exhibition in mm. 1998, whenever it was. Mm. But that seemed unbelievably exciting. It was different, wasn't radical, it? Radical, yeah. glamorous, yeah. like rebellious. But also, you, you could know.
0: connect to it. I think yeah. there was this whole thing about. Art being this really, yeah, it's very academic thing, yeah. and then this impassioned, you know, it's a calling, darling, you know, kind of yeah. thing, <laughs> uh, and and people from very wealthy backgrounds doing it, yeah. and then you had you know, Gillian Wearing and
1: yeah, Sarah, Lucas, living, Sarah no, Lu- like people yeah. living
0: in flats in Peckham,
1: yeah,
0: like coming from all sorts of walks of life where artists weren't really supposed to come from, yeah. Um, because if you're going to be starving artists in a garret somewhere, you know oh. someone has to bring you food, and that's yeah. normally your <laughs> very wealthy relatives, isn't it? <laughs> you know, so you can live this dream. But you know, they 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 changed it up, mm. and I think they brought it into the, the mainstream. Mm. They made it exciting, and they yeah. made it c- connectable to the real world, yeah. and they talked about the real world. Yeah. And I think that was definitely definitely uh, part of my inspiration mm. to to become an artist because I was like. If they can do it, yeah, well, why can't I do it
1: for me it's it's always surprising that some of the most valuable pieces still orbit around this
0: group the you know they did a lot of good, yeah, but I think markets built up around them that didn't exist necessarily yeah. in the same way before yeah when 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 Charles Archie started to do you know to work his magic, yeah. There was going to be one outcome, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've, the 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 main issue I had with how, is how it affected tastes and how people would make work. Okay. So students would make work to try and tempt Saatchi into buying
1: but like real kind of impact work, impact, but, but but with one note.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: were you tempted to do the same to try? I was. It?
0: Uh, one moment I was tempted. That I really was fascinated with the whole thing, but I wanted to comment on it. So. I did a piece, which this is when I was studying, I did a piece called Licked, where I licked the inside of a gallery space.
1: I wanted to ask and, you about <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs>
0: and it really was about this idea of sensation, you know, and, and but about rumour and about people's belief systems and would they believe that some artist was stupid enough to lick the inside of a gallery space? <laughs> would they come and see it? Then would they tell their friends and how would this information disseminate?
1: How Can, when, I, can I ask you... Well, first, of all, just to, could you, if you could describe really mm. what that piece was about, what you yeah. did, and then I want to know what it feels like to lick the walls <laughs> of a <the>
0: gallery. <laughs> I mean, it's an easy way to find it out. <laughs> you don't have to to take my word for it. Um, I mean, it, it was an idea I had which came from... I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated in the unconscious mind and how we connect to the world and people around us via that. And I was really interested in... Um, so this non-verbal communication. My idea was that I was going to lick the inside of this gallery, covering it in this invisible layer of my saliva, therefore leaving a trace of myself. Would that be a, a self-portrait okay. that people would enter into and would they get a sense of so- being in the presence of someone? Yeah, yeah. Right? So a very subtle piece of work.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, unfortunately, I literally a couple of hours into licking the wall, Which is <laughs> what does it feel like? Um, it feels like... S- Sandpaper is drawing all the moisture from your tongue. Um, <laughs> okay. But also, it's, it's so weird in terms of... You know, I've never had my face in such close proximity to a wall before. Right. I mean, I've been okay. lucky enough you know, in that kind of that. thing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but scale gets distorted, and what looks like a reasonably manageable space becomes huge. Right, but it and, seems
1: like an impossible yeah, task. And a, right?
0: and a white wall's got no reference points, so I was using my hands to frame... And I ended up actually using a, uh, a wet towel and lots of chewing gum to kind of like try and lubricate this wall because it just literally drew out all the moisture, and I just thought I'm not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but um, yeah, very quickly, it be- I thought that the wall was becoming very dirty. Right. Um, and it tasted as like. As you were doing it. As I was doing it, I thought, oh, you know, it's like typical, here we go, you know, I haven't thought this through. Yeah. You know, the wall's going to be, it looks white, but it's actually dirty. Right. Someone's been f- using uh, filler. So this kind of like, you know, the kind of peach colored filler. Oh, right. Which then actually became redder and redder. Um, so then I realized that, yeah, my tongue's bleeding. Oh, God. And very, very quickly, it went from a light sort of, I say like a peach to a sort yeah. of. Uh, Watery, (laughs) watery. watery I can see you're
1: kind of like machinating in the the, the memory
0: of it all. I I was in a different headspace back then, but um, it it was it became it came to the point where it was as if I was dipping a brush into red ink and putting it onto the wall. Wow! And so that became a very visual record of of endeavour, of action, of effort, and so it changed the piece from that moment on. Mm. And, it, and I started to use it as a record of what the human body can do.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, the room stank of blood. Wow. So this sort of exercise where I was in a position of uh, superiority almost, mm. in terms of mm. like, haha, you don't realise, you re-, became far more vulnerable. Yeah. I'm bleeding onto the walls yeah. as people watch me do this. Yeah. And then they get to stand afterwards. They get to stand surrounded by what I've just done. Wow. Um, and I don't think you've known vulnerability... As an artist, until you've tried to lick the inside of a corner <laughs> with people watching, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it changed your perspective. But um, wow, it, it was a really interesting piece. But it did make me think about what I was doing and why. Okay, and I didn't want to go down that road of trying to do something else that, to sort of outdo. No. that, you know, no. then you are a shock artist.
1: You must have got interest, or mm. okay, I guess notoriety, a profile. Yeah, to a certain extent from it that. was.
0: I was still a student at that time, and um, I remember when I, someone, God, some people were talking about this work that they had heard about mm. to me, and then they start to describe the piece that I had done. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, that was I, was me. Like, oh, I, I was like, oh what? It's like, wait, <laughs> a guy. Looked at, I was like, that was me, and people didn't believe me. And it's like in terms of an experiment into creating <sighs> rumor, and you know, mm. it, it worked. Yeah and it was an exercise in kind of feeling some of that power that the YBAs must have felt when mm. they made some of the works that they made which mm. then got this notoriety. Could you see how tempting it was then? In Absolutely. A way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, still wonder like what would what would I be doing now if I had gone down that path? Cuz it, it it basically pointed me towards the the aspects of making work or getting understandings from people that I I really was into. Yeah. And that was about understanding the other person, understanding the person in front of you, or understanding the person that you haven't met. Mm. I think Lick was about hearing about something or someone, and I wanted to almost fill out that story of who is this person? So I I got much more into who are people. Mm. So I started sculpting um, based on a white person I'd seen in a gallery, a gallery uh, director, excuse me. So very successful, (laughs) you know, (laughs) outwardly confident person, individual. Yeah. Fantastic suit, you know, very good. Classy. Yeah, yeah. I had to respect him. <laughs> Who I actually? Well, I used to do a lot of waitering back in the day when okay. I was when I was studying, and I actually saw this guy downstairs in the office after a phone call, just staring into the you know, middle distance, so to right, speak. Right, right. I just thought, there's the bit we don't get to see. Yeah. Is it vulnerability? Is it something that he wouldn't want other people to see? Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a waiter. I'm invisible. I don't right. exist. Right. Um, also, I was slightly out of his. Uh, Eyeline, so yeah. maybe that's a bit uh, sneaky. I'm that's
1: sure. good. That's good. Yeah.
0: But look, it fascinated me. It was, it was a moment that grabbed me, and it made me go, "What is happening inside that person's yeah. mind? Yeah, yeah. What they're experiencing?" And I yeah. wanted to try and get other people to experience that, and yeah, so yeah. I sculpted him
1: by approaching him and asking him. No no, 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 God
0: no, no, no! <laughs> you think he's going to talk to me? No. <laughs> I don't know.
1: So from memory, or from... it was from memory. So it was, yeah. it was
0: really, it was about engaging with my experience. Yeah. And, and interpretation. Mm. So it's, all my work is about interpretation, yeah. And about the processes involved in us people mm. interpreting the other person. Mm. I did two based around him. Yeah. And I did one based on a guy I saw. I cannot remember if it was a bus or the tube. Okay. But um, the guy happened to be black, and I sculpted him in in a black plasticine or a mm. brown plasticine. I mixed up that to look good on the camera. And I remember showing this piece, and the reactions were totally different. Right. The, the 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 main point was, oh, he's 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 black. Why is he black? And this is back in two thousand and two.
1: Right. Okay. You know?
0: um, and I remember trying to answer that question. Yeah. As if that was an unusual thing. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. Well, see, in the art world, it was at that time yeah. in, the, in the in the in the UK art world at least. Yeah, yeah. And that was my first experience of, of within the, of an art scene. Being uncomfortable in terms of uh, acknowledging race, yeah. uh, under- getting an understanding and insight mm. into how other people would see me.
1: Did you feel that your your standing, I guess, whether you wanted it or not, as a as a black artist mm. in Britain, just became something you had to focus on and was significant just because of? Yeah, you suddenly realised that 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 was going to be part of your work, sort of whether you liked it or not, or was, is that sort of unfair? That's,
0: that's, no, that's, Again, that's a really interesting point, because it, it was something that, at that age, you know, I was in my 20s, early 20s, mm. it was something I hadn't dealt with before. Mm. I hadn't acknowledged it. I didn't know how. I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the mental or social tools to, to deal with it. I didn't have the confidence mm. to deal with it at that mm. time. Um, but it was something that, actually, someone said to me, uh, someone much older said to me, like, people are going to look at your work like this, like you've just said, Like, yeah. whether you want, want that or not.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's up to you to determine how that goes. Mm. And I tried to continue making work which didn't address it directly. In mm. fact, it was almost a tactic that I used. Like, mm. what do you mean this person's black? Yeah. You know, I'll do another one. What do you yeah. mean? You know? yeah. And just to really push that side of things. I, and I did that for actually quite a few years. Mm. Um, but I realised that there was an important element in that work you know there was an important subject in terms of race and identity
1: mm.
0: um that needed to be addressed and and as i was getting better platform to to kind of to talk from to, yeah. to, to show work to get yeah. people to see my, my 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 practice it was a decision i made to really embrace it yeah. and to control how i how i did it yeah and how you know and have a, a say in how people understood what with, i did with, to engage with, that, with exactly yeah. i think to show the human element of people, uh, of black people, mm. is important. Mm. I think that's what the large outdoor pieces are doing. Mm. You know, they, they are taking up space and they are existing in a way which is very much them mm. and it's not conforming to uh, the requirements of other people to feel safe yeah. or to feel comfortable. Mm. It's about real parity.
1: Is it now easier for uh, if you're a black student at the Royal the rural College or whatever? Is it is the environment different? Do you imagine to, to when you were there? Is it the same? Is there still? Are there, has there been an evolution, a progression? A- well,
0: I, I think yes. In terms of people going into arts education, generally speaking, from different backgrounds, yeah. I think there are perhaps more students from non-white backgrounds going in um than there were when i when i was studying Mm. it's still incredibly low Mm. my main worry is actually about the economic backgrounds of students because with the student fees yeah with as we talked about you know prices in london yeah as they are going up and up and up really you've got to be pretty minted to even to go into the arts now yeah and to do well in it yeah
1: you,
0: you know you need that sort of family social yeah. uh, support structure mm. you need the the, the the family friends who are going to buy your early works mm. you need that connect to the uh I just winked at you you need that, <laughs> you <laughs> I, that
1: I saw that yeah. don't you wear my name down yeah, on one <laughs> yeah, right.
0: you need that you know that family connect to the gallery kind of who can help you through you you need that sort of confidence that comes through early exposure to uh, intellectual conjecture and debate, mm. you know, the, the things that the YBA sort of blew apart, yeah. they're coming back. Mm. These these established tropes are coming back. Mm. And and that's why I'm sort of pining for them a little bit, you know, okay. the, like the, the, the heady days of anyone can do it, yeah. which is just being disproven now. Yeah. Like every day it's clear that the people coming through, although they might pretend to be, uh, I don't know, a, a, a penniless trapeze artist they're actually not you know they, they got they got money in the bank and they got family connections that can push them through yeah and i think it's really important that if we're talking about art as as a way to talk about the world around us we need to, a variety of people to talk about the world around us
1: thomas it's been very very uh interesting and informative and a joy to talk to you, oh, thank, you. thank you so thank much, much. thank you so much cheers cheers, cheers. <laughs> This episode of Eat Drink Chat was brought to you by Soho House and Radio Wolfgang. It was hosted by me, Jonathan Heath, and featured Thomas J. Price. It was produced by Ivor Manley and Eli Block, with casting by Joe Dunk, and the executive producer was Harry Watson.